Avengers! Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, as always, wishing you a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas if you celebrate because of the release of this episode. Christmas Eve. Uh, Jack Martin, how are you doing? Excelsior, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Uh, wow, we got a Christmas episode this year. That's cool. I know. I it's it's it is themed technically you know mm-hmm. uh nobody can see us so we are in fact both wearing santa hats right now sipping on hot chocolate in your fireplaces respectively yes absolutely this is all true mm-hmm. you know maybe this would be extra work and it is the holidays but maybe uh i throw in like a little uh ambient fireplace crackle in the back of this episode for the, for the vibes sure. you know a little fire fireside chat yeah as fdr used to do sure yeah uh how are you doing, Jack? It's the la- oh, it's also the last episode we're doing for the year. We're gonna come back in twenty twenty three, but how are you? Looking back at the year of Marvel, we don't have to talk about Marvel's Avengers only, but years winding down, cozying up for the holidays. How you doing? What are you, what are you thinking about with Marvel? Uh, not talking about Avengers is Christian. That's the best Christmas gift anyone can give me. Um, but I'm I'm doing well. I'm excited to be done with this year. I'm completely off next week, oh, which is really nice. cool. Very much looking forward to that. Got some Switch lined up, perhaps. Nice. Maybe some Mario, maybe some Ocarina of Time. That's kind of my plan. Uh, but I would say Marvel within the past calendar year has been a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. That's kind of phase four in a nutshell i would say mm-hmm. um but it's it's been good to have a steady flow of marvel again so that's kind of my takeaway from this past year with marvel yeah but what about you what's new with you i've had a, a few marvel crises let's say where i feel like the boomerfication of myself at times where i'm like <laughs> you know Maybe I'll just see the things when I see them, and then I'll show up for Spider-Man movies and Guardians movies. <laughs> Maybe that's it, you know? Sure. Um, and, like, you know, Avengers movies. But it's just it's so much, dude. That's that's the thing that I look back at this year on. It's like, I I feel the fatigue. All those directors were right. They, they were never wrong, <laughs> I think. It is a lot, and I'm kind of glad with all the shakeups going on at DC, mm-hmm. where I hope there's a healthy bit of competition coming up. Mm-hmm. In the next couple of years, that way, you know, I'm obviously DC has been looking at what Marvel's doing, and James Gunn uh, is taking over DC, mm-hmm. and there's probably going to be a lot of influence from that, but also hopefully some key differences where Marvel might look at DC and be like, you know what, let's let's do a little bit what they're doing, kind of, mm-hmm. let's mix it up a bit. Yeah, completely. I know they don't even have their plans announced yet. I know James Gunn is doing that in January, but currently just the blank slate of it and the fact that they actually have a direction they want to go in uh, has me more excited currently about the next couple years of what they're going to be doing compared to the next couple years of what we know is coming for Marvel, you know, because for me, excited for Deadpool and Wolverine, Spider-Verse next year is going to kick ass, Guardians next year is going to be awesome. And then Daredevil, I think I already said that, but Daredevil's going to be great. And then everything in between is like, yeah, this could be good, this could be bad. Either way, I wouldn't be phased, you know? So. I also think the highs of, of DC mm-hmm. can be much higher than the highs oh, yeah. of Marvel. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, we've got the Dark Knight. Hey, uh, 
the Batman is still ongoing, which is very exciting, at yeah. least as of now. Mm-hmm. That has me very excited. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the potential for DC is incredibly interesting. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, so the year is down in the books, pretty much. Uh, Avengers, there is nothing really to say, but there is one thing I'll shout out. The new skin in the shop this week is Hawkeye from Avengers 1, that super washed out purple vest that he wears in Avengers 1 can now be yours in Marvel's Avengers. Are you buying it, Jack? I'm certainly not. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to everyone who is. Yeah. So over the break, I'm curious to see if there's any other things that come out about this game in the calendar year. I'm very curious to see if like Paul Tassi has any old tidbits he can drop about his outlook. Cause if you recall last year, he gave out the, uh, the four one one about, Hey, there was supposed to be a roadmap yesterday mm-hmm. and now it's been three months. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to go back and do his like, author profile and look mm. at the most recent marvel's avengers article because i feel like it's been quite a while yeah. and it may have been that last article that you yeah. just mentioned yeah because i remember uh, journalist wise the people like writing stuff about this game for like big publications i remember the two evangelists were paul tassi and gene park gene park i know has not talked about the game for a minute um and I, I follow Paul Tassi's YouTube for his Destiny videos, and he did a couple Avengers ones, and I can, I can there's been a couple times where he was like, I was going to do an Avengers video, but like this Destiny thing happened, and it's still not that interesting, but I'm still going to talk about Destiny instead. So it's kind of yeah. the state of the game. Well, one of them is a, an active game, and another one is a game that's trying to pretend to be active. Yeah, so 2023, different vibes, we got a spider-man game to look forward to you know it's gonna be good but this past week jack due to the holiday season uh the arrival of christ we celebrated by watching guardians of the galaxy holiday special (laughs) how else could we celebrate that arrival i don't know uh definitely not going to church you know um I went to my church, and the, the pastor was James Gunn, and the, the Bible was uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy duology, you know? Indeed. This is the second Marvel Studios special presentation, yes? This is the second following uh, Dare, Daredevil by Night, Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. So I think they're two for two on these, personally. I agree. And this is spoiler-filled. It's only like a 45-minute uh, special. If you haven't watched it yet, throw it on. Maybe throw this on after while you're getting prepped for uh, Christmas or if you're just not celebrating, if you want to listen to the episode, by all means. But uh, overall, Jack, what did you think of this? We're both fans of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you, did you have a good time? How does this rank, I guess, with the last time you saw the characters and in your holiday seasonal rotation we can answer that question maybe at the end if this is going to become a regular viewing for you but sure yeah overall really really enjoyed it this is i've actually seen it three times now whoa yeah it's very digestible 
I saw it for the first time with my girlfriend, and then I saw it by myself again, and then I saw it for the third time for this review. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really fun, enjoyable time, and it uses its time very well. I don't feel like there are points, because it's 45 minutes, like you said, there aren't any points that drag. There aren't any points where I feel like, oh, we could have explored this more. It is just like the fun TV holiday special that it is supposed to be, and it, it nails that quite well. And it's great to see that interstitial of the Guardians between the end of Avengers Endgame and Guardians 3. So we learn like a little bit more about the Guardians. We have that plot point with Mantis and Peter being siblings. So it's it's really great to see that. So yeah, all around, great time. What about you? Yeah, I'll co-sign it. I had a blast of this. It was very cute. Um, I, I went in this expecting it to just be fluff, and it was fluff with heart, you know, and that's, I think, a lot of the Guardians' um, sentiment over all of their projects they show up in. Even in Thor Love and Thunder, I feel like they had maybe kind of the most resonating bit, you know, when he's, like, talking about how... Peter's talking about how he feels about the team as a family. Um, Can I tell you, I forgot they appeared in that movie. I had a feeling... <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I, I had fun with it it did remind me of you know the holiday episodes of shows that i like you know like there's some great episodes of community and um the office had a couple good uh christmas episodes uh, are there any highlights i liked that 70s show they did some fun christmas episodes mm -hmm. i always watch the batman the animated series mm -hmm. christmas episode mm -hmm. kind of the joker uh getting to some hijinks mm -hmm. i think that's where uh the song comes from it robin laid meg that sort of deal i think that's where that comes from i believe so too which this threw me for a loop so the other day this is tangential because it is still christmas specials um i watched this i think three nights ago as a recording this and last night i watched i went around with my girlfriend we drove around looking at christmas lights then we came back and we watched uh, whatever these specials were on TV, being Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and then Santa Claus is Coming to Town. But I, I've never considered this, Jack. Uh, when I, and I don't know what happened to my brain that made this happen, but I was watching Rudolph, and it's nearing the end of the movie, and Santa goes over to Rudolph, and he's like, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And then I was like... That f that feels so weird and, like, out of place. And then I was like, I wonder, like, it feels like, you know how Marvel will put pauses now in their movies because they know people are screaming? Yeah. Like, it it felt like that kind of, like, it felt like, like, Santa doesn't speak like that for the entire movie. So then I was like, is he quoting the song and they put that in there as, like, a, oh, they're going to love this sort of thing? Yeah. Or... Was the song written after the fact? But I was like, I don't think that's it because the way he's saying it sounds like he's like, ah, oh, wink, wink. And apparently, this song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, came out 30 years before that animated special. Yeah, so the, the animated special is paying tribute to that, that song. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I just never realized that. I thought they dropped at the same time, if I'm being real. It... it for something that old, it's hard, and both of those are very old. Mm 
mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. So they feel like they're probably of the same time. Yeah. But I always just assumed that that song was like, I assumed that song was like the where we get Rudolph from. Okay. The idea of Rudolph. I mean, you're correct. You'd be correct in that assumption. It was just, that was like the 1930s, and then this animated thing was the 1960s. Right. So. And then when Santa Claus was coming to town, was on after. And then I was like, okay, well, this one was clearly based off the song. <laughs> yes. It felt more Man, natural those, there. Those are some acid trips. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, especially the Santa Claus is coming to town. There's this weird, like, 70s psychedelic thing when uh, his yeah. wife is, like, singing one of those songs. Anyway. Uh, bringing it back to guardians they wrote an original christmas song for this two two yeah what do you think of them dude uh that's my favorite part about this i love both of those songs and i've been listening to them regularly since this came out at first like they kind of just washed over me Mm -hmm. uh, but they really stuck in my ear afterwards the the opening what is it old oh god now i'm forgetting the name is it the old 86 i think so i have not listened to them on spotify yet because i'm in a similar place where i listened to it in the movie and i was like oh yeah this is great but i have like on the re-listen i'm sure i'll join you yes it is the old 97s gotcha so yeah their first one i don't know what christmas is just really funny Mm -hmm. and chris pratt like playing off of it throughout the song it's like mm-hmm. nope that's not right or at points yeah. being like that's a good question mm-hmm. that's really funny and uh having kevin bacon perform with them at the end was really yeah. cool two different like vibes to those songs and mm-hmm. it was nice that they could fit them in i agree um it, it was very fun i'm also glad that we got a spotlight on mantis and drax as the driving force behind this right uh mantis incentivized because of her relationship to Peter, which, correct me, was that just, I thought that was, like, low-key confirmed because of the mural in Guardians 2, right, where he's, like, ego's, like, all over the, the Mantis lady, with, and they're holding a the baby? I guess I didn't put that together. Okay. But I'm sure that was, I'm sure that was there mm-hmm. to be, like, hey, if you, like, pick up on this, that's mm-hmm. confirmation, but yeah. this was definitely, you know, the first solid confirmation. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it was nice to give her and Drax the spotlight because, you know, I think comedically they both have their moments in what we've seen them in so far, but it always seems to fall towards like Rocket and Groot and then Peter gets some some funny stuff. Um, and there's that really great scene, the two of them having Guardians 2, where like Mantis touches Drax and like feels all of his pain. So putting them here and then like letting them riff off each other and trying to do something good for their friend, I thought was a good setup for this. Uh, and I, I was into the vibe. That's probably my one thing I didn't love. Okay. I didn't, they're, I like them in support, but this was definitely them on the main stage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like their comedies feels a little forced at times. Sure. So some stuff hit for me, some stuff didn't. Um, but again, it's it it doesn't last long enough for it to feel too exhausting, and we get new stuff pretty soon yeah. after that. So, yeah, definitely, because there's also uh, a few callbacks to other jokes that are related to the Guardians, right? Where uh, Bucky, or no, sorry, Rocket gets Bucky's arm. That's a fun little <laughs> that was great fan service thing. 
Um, and there's also Yondu callbacks, which I liked. I didn't expect that. The, uh, the sort of classically drawn, like, 50s, 40s, the snowman-style art animation mm-hmm. of young Peter, Craglin, and Yondu uh, celebrating Christmas. Yeah, that was such a fun surprise. And that mm-hmm. being at the very beginning of the the holiday special, being like, whoa, I did mm-hmm. not expect this. It was cool. Yeah, and then for, like, the, the briefest moment at the beginning, I was like, this isn't it, right? Like, it's not animated like this. I, I feel like I would have known that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sequence just came to mind because you talked about uh, jokes that were beaten to death. And in the second time we cut to that, we see Yandi looking in the trash and finding his gift. Uh, there is a present uh, issued to, I guess, Taserface in the trash. I don't know if you yes. saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glad he's uh, in the trash. Oh, yeah, they know. Um, but how, What did you think of Kevin Bacon's implementation into this? <laughs> I loved it. Uh, it's funny that he fully embraced that. Mm-hmm. Like, just a joke that has been a running gag for the past few movie- movies that is, like, <laughs> I was going to say inconsequential, but he literally, uh, Peter Quill literally does a dance-off to save the universe so Mm -hmm. it's it feels pretty consequential his tie to peter quill so it's really nice to actually see him do it and i don't know it kind of just seems like he had a really fun time doing it so great to see that yeah because i never thought of it that way like i know in infinity war like i've recognized it's like oh yeah he danced and then that saved the day but like having it laid out like that being like hey no he was inspired by you in that movie and you indirectly saved the universe like it's like oh yeah that is weird because i i guess i feel like i've never just thought of kevin bacon the actor existing in the mcu you know even though <laughs> yeah. he, he gets referenced all the time but yeah that was definitely a fun little connection and uh calling it back to the first movie there but. and i didn't realize like he was a singer Kayla asked me the same thing. Like when that was going, she's like, "Kevin Bacon sings." I was like, "I guess." I think everyone learned that. I guess he does have have music already out, so he's been doing it for a bit. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun little surprise as well. Yeah, um, I think there were a couple other things in this movie or in this special that were working to set up Guardians Three, so they can get away with not having to do some exposition in Guardians Three. One of them, like you said, I think having that connection between uh, Peter and Mantis in case either are in peril, you know, it adds to the stakes. Mm -hmm. Also, Cosmo, the Russian space dog. Right. I feel like Cosmo is going to be probably very important in Guardians 3, especially because the other lore drop, the Guardians bought nowhere. They own it. Yeah, that was fun to see. And definitely out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> didn't even intend for that. But yeah, that was uh, very interesting to see. I'm curious where the collector is. Did they just not want to pay Benicio del Toro? Probably. <laughs> Potentially. Um, so I'm sure we'll we'll hear more about him later. But yeah, that that's cool that they have a, a base of operations now for the Guardians and the, the Ravagers, I'm, I would assume. Yeah, because I remember I have the, I think it's a Brian Michael Bendis 
Guardians comic. Um, I bought it like after I saw the first movie. And in that, I believe, and I think the game does this also, uh, Cosmo is like the orchestrator of Nowhere, and Nowhere acts as like a hub for the Guardians and like other space ranger-esque characters. So I could see that being something in 3. I could also see it be like off screen Adam Warlock blew up nowhere the thing we right. bought you know so I don't know but uh, who voiced Cosmo I feel like I saw somewhere it was the same actress who played Rat Catcher in Suicide Squad I think it was I'll confirm cool. that uh, also did you catch the Suicide Squad nod in here no what was it so when Mantis gets the uh, the celebrity house tour pamphlet and they do the cutaway to show them traveling to Kevin Bacon's house and they show like little pop-ups of different celebrity profiles, there is John Cena, Margot Robbie, and I think one other person who is in the uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So Good for them. Yeah. I was like, oh, James Gunn, you can't wait to get out of there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good little... That's a good little uh, Easter egg there. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, Maria Bakalova, who I believe she looks really different in her Wikipedia photo. Okay. So I want to confirm this. That. Okay, I don't think she was Ratcatcher. No, Ratcatcher was Danielle Melchior, I think. Yeah. Was so. she in that? Was Ratcatcher in this? I don't think so. You were I thinking just, she was Cosmo? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought okay. Cosmo. Because I feel like I saw James Gunn post about somebody he worked with in the past also, like, coming in for this. Yeah, I would have to confirm, like, what? Because I know people are like, oh, yeah, she was from this thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't seen that thing. <laughs> was it Yellow Jackets? I just yeah. looked at something and it looked like it might have been that. I didn't uh, watch that. but I don't think so. She's in the honeymoon, the bubble, bodies, bodies, bodies. That might be it. Why oh do, yeah. Why do women cry? Oh, it was the Borat sequel. That's what she's from. I didn't see that, did you? No. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Oh, she's in the Borat sequel," and I was like, "Cool, I'll never see it." Nice. Uh, well, are there any other standouts for you from this special? Uh, we did get a nice resolution with Peter, and uh, they showed it the. Uh, the little set they had there. I, I noticed the volume now more than ever here. Yeah, for sure. Um, It makes sense, though. I, I feel like mm-hmm. Nowhere f- has that kind of vibe already, so it didn't feel too in your face. And when they're on Earth, it actually feels like they're, you know, out and about places, so that was fine. Yeah. Um, I, I am a little concerned because i know the volume is going to be used for guardians 3 and i imagine they filmed this during that it just had like a weird like fisheye thing going on kind of in some of those shots which to me i like that stood out more than it did in um love and thunder which like i think looks worse but i i whatever effect they had going on here made me notice it actually when i was watching it but i don't think we've quite caught up on andor's hopeful hopefully like impactfulness to the rest of 
Disney Plus shows and like projects itself because that is like completely volumeless and for the most part. And yeah, I think we're we're probably still with some volume projects coming up soon with Guardians Three. Yeah. So I, I don't know what beyond that. I imagine a lot of things beyond that for Marvel, but um that was I think my only detractor here was I was like, ugh when they showed uh, some of those early scenes, but sure. Thankfully, most of it took place on Earth, and I don't think they used the volume for Earth. I think that was just a city street and a driving driveway. But yep. um, yeah, good time. Uh, will this be in your rotation of holiday specials every Christmas season? I could see it being added there. Mm-hmm. It's so short and inoffensive that it's just so easy to put on. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Die Hard as well. That's in my rotation. Uh, like I said, the Batman animated series episode, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have too big a rotation, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's either this year or last year was the first year the house cut cable. And, like, that was a huge bummer because in college, I watched Christmas Vacation, the National Lampoon Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation, like at least six times a season because i just throw it on and it's like always on tv um but yeah it's mostly like oh, i'll binge a couple of like the, that 70 show ones or the community ones or um, movie wise it's usually at least one of those animated things and then i don't know like elf or sure home alone home alone gets a lot of viewings home alone's great home alone too i prefer believe it or not i think they both are great personally i agree kind of both um but i think that's probably gonna wrap up this holiday special jack any final words on this special or the year or the upcoming year happy new year everybody any any thoughts yeah i'll say the the one thing i didn't mention aside from the original music was just the music that they had playing on in the background a lot of it was like weird christmas music that you wouldn't expect like they had Julian Casablancas of the Strokes. Uh, they had Smashing Pumpkins. Like, just weird music you wouldn't really expect with uh, a Christmas episode. So, that was really Christmas cool. rapping. Glad that was in there. I love that song. It's mm-hmm. so stupid, but I love it. Yeah. No, it was cool. What about you? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I think that wraps it up for 2022. So, Jack, where can the Agents of Excelsior find you? Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone, to this this year of Excelsior. It's been a it's been a very strange year for Marvel's <laughs> Avengers and Phase Four of the MCU as well. But appreciate you listening. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fascinated Jack. What about you, Christian? Sure, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun Two D Two. You can find the show on Twitter at Excelsior JC. You can find it uploaded on YouTube, youtubecom joyclicks. Look at the Excelsior playlist; it will be there every weekend but not for a little bit because we are taking a off week for the holidays we will be back in 2023 with another episode of the show hopefully some more marvel's avengers news if nothing is happening i will make sure to plan a very fun topic for the return episode uh but yes appreciate all the agents of excelsiors hope you have a safe happy holiday season and a happy extra safe new year new year's eve is the one that you gotta worry about but uh, you can find us also on podcast services. Just look up Joy Clicks, Excelsior, Avengers Podcast. You know the deal. And uh, rating and reviewing is the best way to help us out because it's free. 
and it takes a second. But that's it for 2022. We'll be back in 2023 with loads of new Marvel stuff to cover. Probably not so much in Avengers. But until then, Excelsior. Thank you.